Welcome one, welcome all to the NFC East Mixtape a product, a project presented to you in partnership by really everyone in the world. You can hear this show in any of four different capacities. Blog of the Boys, SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content. Big Blue View, SB Nation's home for New York Giants content. Hogs Haven, SB Nation's home for Washington Commanders content. And Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation's home for Philadelphia Eagles content. Once again, I am RJ Cho from BTB. He is Brandon Lee Gowden from BGN. Brandon, how goes it? Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday for the listener. Um, happy all days, every single day in the history and future of the universe. RJ, what do you know about cotton candy grapes? Oh, dude, I am so happy you asked. My wife bought them one time. Um, unbeknownst to me, I tried them and I said, honey, these are sweet. These, th- what, What's going on here? Like, this is crazy. And she said, yeah, they're cotton candy grapes. It tastes exactly like cotton candy. I didn't really know this is a thing until like a week or two ago. And I thought... I was being kind of like pranked or lied to. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, this doesn't sound real. And I had them. I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, these have somehow existed and I didn't know about it. Were the ones you had the red or green? Green. Cotton candy. Okay. They do exist in red. Those are the okay. first ones I had. Uh, but I have since had the green. Um, very good question. On the subject of green, um, there are a lot of Eagles fans who listen to the show. There are a lot of Cowboys fans who listen to the show. And we encourage whoever you are, however you listen, to subscribe to your preferred podcast provider, whatever team it is you support. But also, as BLG has dubbed it, give us the cross review. If you're an Eagles fan, go to BTB or Big Blue View or Hogs Haven. Or if you're whatever fan, go to somewhere else, leave a review, five-star rating, of course, and we will read it. Brandon, I have a review for you. Are you ready? Let's hear it. This comes to us. It is a, uh, a review on the blog and the boys feed uh, from David Griffith 01. Um, so an, seemingly like a, a second mock of, of David Griffith. It, it would you know, be implied. Uh, five star review title is Eagles fan enjoying Cowboys content. I want to be very clear about this. Eagles fan enjoying Cowboy content. Here mm. it is uh, from David. First, it needs to be said that RJ is hands down my favorite Cowboys cough, I mean Eagles cough, fan on the SB Nation podcast network. He's not afraid to call the Cowboys out for constantly underperforming, and his Russell impression is in all caps, BLG, spot on. What else <laughs> could anyone ask for in an Eagles fan? LOL, to keep my primary point simple, listening to Cowboys fans go through their perennial time of convincing themselves their Super Bowl contenders is priceless. But I do have one issue with RJ. His take on the 2022 NFL draft doesn't make sense to me. How can he say the Titans won the trade because the Mm. Eagles gave up a first for AJ when he was the same guy who insisted Amari Cooper was worth a first? Which receiver do you guys predict will have the better stats slash career at the conclusion of their time with their respective NFC East team? Over the past three years, Amari Cooper, 292 receptions, 3,160 yards, and 21 touchdowns versus Browns with 185 receptions, 2,995 yards, and 24 touchdowns um, uh, prior to joining the Eagles. Um, I've given my take on the Amari A.J. Brown scuttlebutt that has, uh, you know, found me um, over on the SB Nation NFL show, which people should uh, subscribe to as well. Um, Do you think A.J. Brown will have a more productive three-year stretch with Philadelphia than Amari did with Dallas, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say right now just because if if Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts continues. you're scared. I get it. No, I'm not scared Mm -hmm. of it. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, like, right now, we don't have evidence of the Eagles having a high-volume passing offense in a successful way they tried to do that at the beginning of last year it didn't work with Jalen Hurts they've had to pivot I think they're going to try to go back to more of a volume than they were at the end of last year where they're running the ball more than any team in the NFL so it's not really scared I'm just saying like Mm -hmm. until I see high volume I can't really say he's gonna have better volume numbers but I think he could definitely have better efficiency numbers because he kind of already has um, interestingly, Amari has basically played the same amount of games in Dallas as he did with Oakland, obviously pre-Vegas. I don't know if you knew that, Brandon. 56 games with the Cowboys as opposed to 52 games with the Raiders. Um, three, uh, 292 receptions in Dallas versus 225 with the Raiders. 38-93 yards in Dallas, 31-83 yards uh, with the Raiders. 27 touchdowns with the Cowboys and only 19 with the Raiders. So um, I think it's safe to say that Dallas really maximized Amari, really um, – got a lot of juice out of that fruit so to speak um and um and he yeah. maximized them i think he did i actually uh, a good friend of mine um good friend named jimmy not jimmy kemsky who i had to ask to come on to the mixtape brandon um you haven't been been carrying your end of this so jimmy promised us that he would come on at some point uh but my friend fire series yeah right right my friend jimmy um the the year that the cowboys traded for amari he was telling me every single day he was like if i was amari i would hold out 
after this offseason. Because, like, you remember very vividly that the the impact Amari had in 2018 was insane. There was no way he was ever going to be able to recapture. And he never did. I mean, he was productive and efficient, but he was never that version of himself. If he had held out, especially, you know, half a year after they had traded a first-round pick for him, they would have had to have paid him everything. I think it was a massive failure on his part in not doing so. Totally agree. I mean, we see that all the time where, you know, there's usually pressure on teams to get deals done as they're acquiring the player, kind of like the Eagles did with AJ Brown, as opposed to being in a spot where you're left waiting because then the player has all the leverage because they, you, they have right. showed the team has showed their hand. They know how much they, the player knows just how much the team values them. So yeah, then the ball is in their court. Do you remember, I think it was the very next off season that the Texans gave Laramie Tunsil right. his deal. So kind of, he, he sort of did what, you know, we're saying Amari should have done. But whatever. Okay. Yeah. The past is the past. Today's episode of the Mixtape is all about the future. We are going to predict every single game now that the schedule is officially out for all four NFC East teams. Brandon, are you ready to fly? I'm ready to go through game by game, RJ. So do you want to do this like team by team or do you want to go like yep. week by week? We'll do it team by team, I think, is the okay. way to do it. We can start um, with your well, th- Dallas see, Cowboys. Like, well, my, my argument would be to do week by week. Because if we go team by team and we say, like, I think one NFC East team is beating the other, then when we get to that team, we've already kind of showed our hands a little bit. Hmm. All right. Then you lead the way then. Look, let's do this. Let's go week by week. Okay. Um, this It's okay. This was a much better idea. You could admit that. Week one, the season opener. The Dallas Cowboys had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Sunday Night Football. The Philadelphia Eagles visiting the best quarterback uh, in the 2016 first round uh, in Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Uh, The Washington Commanders uh, seeing Carson's ghost in the Jacksonville Jaguars right away out the gate. And the New York Giants at the Tennessee Titans. Brandon, I only have one NFC East team winning in week one. Yeah, so I have the Cowboys losing to the Bucks to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Eagles. I actually have the Eagles losing to the Lions in oh my, my record prediction. <laughs> uh, look, I think they're a dangerous team to play. Dan Campbell's going to have the Lions. The, RJ, the Lions lost to the Eagles last year. You may have heard of this score before, 44-6. to six, So uh, I think the Lions going to be up for revenge. I have the Jags losing to Washington, Washington winning, and then I have the Giants getting beat by the Titans. So, so you only, you also only have one NFC East victory in week one. Yes. Okay, I do, uh, as mentioned, but mine is the Eagles. I don't think there's uh, – um, this could be a big theme for my predictions, um, of course. Like, th- there are a lot of things that are going to happen because, of course, they would happen. And so it is an, of course, matter of fact that Carson is destined to lose his first game because it's against the Jaguars. You know, mm-hmm. like I like if there's one person that you can bet on, like kind of, again, being spooked by this, it's Carson Wentz. Um, I don't th- I mean, I agree with you um, that, you know, Detroit is going to be cute and, and plucky this year. Um, it'll be their first game off of hard knocks. If you care about that, I do think and I'm interested to see like what his recovery time is. But if Jamison Williams plays in this game, that sure. would be it. That would be an of course factor for you. Like, yes. of course, the dude yeah. I wanted like goes off for us or, or against us, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So but I'll I will take the Lions to cover in that game at the very least. I will say that. Well, that's their thing. Um, so I will say this uh, as we kind of move forward to week two. I think the Cowboys and I said this last year, if you recall, when they, they opened up at Tampa and L.A. against the Chargers. I said mm-hmm. they would go one and one. I said they would win one of those two games. Um, and I feel the very same way about the beginning of this season. So I've got them losing to Tampa, which means I have them winning in week two at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm a little bit down on the Bengals. I'm, yeah, I'm part of the consensus that thinks like the playoff run was a little bit fluky. That's not to say like I think they're trash, but whatever. Um, I have the uh, the Eagles, excuse me, Brandon, losing to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I have the Commanders beating the Lions. So the Lions 0-2 against the division. And then I have the Giants beating the Panthers in week two. So three wins in week two for the division, the only loss for Philadelphia. I have the Cowboys starting out 0-2. Of the Sean Payton rumors will be heating up. Oh, Mike oh dude, if, if they're 0-1, they're heating up. Like that's, <laughs> that's not even, doesn't have to wait till 0-2. Heating so. up is they already have heated up and no games have been played, but even further, uh, I think Washington will then lose the have the Lions starting out 2-0. How about that? I think they split. The, the commanders they they split between jacksonville and detroit you can pick which one i think they go one and one to start the year i have the eagles beating i, I think the eagles also split so if they're gonna lose the lions i have them winning at home although kirk does famously give them trouble which uh i was trying to find the word 
on the latest episode of PGN Radio, RJ, for my Eagles schedule prediction, where I was like, I have a tough time reconciling the fact that I believe Kirk Cousins isn't any good, but somehow he always beats the Eagles. And part of the thing there is the Eagles haven't been good. A lot of times they played him. Uh, cognitive dissonance is the word I was looking for, or the two words, rather, I was looking for. So there we go. That's then, the that's the like adult way to say, of course. You know what I mean? Like there there is like this of course factor that exists for a lot of things. That's the, the yes. better way to do it. So and then man, I think the Giants can beat the Panthers. Dude, they're they're beating the Panthers. Look, yeah. come on. Like let's the pan like the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL, right? Like we're willing to say this. I had them, I think I so I did my power rankings last week. I think I had them either last or second to last. Because like any team you can argue that's worse than them has a quality that is somewhat redeeming, right? Like the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence, right? Like the Texans have, I would say even Davis Mills is more redeeming than anything the Panthers have. Like we're upside. Right, exactly. Um, so there's nothing. There's nothing redeeming about the Panthers. There's nothing redeeming about Christian McCaffrey. Like I don't no, there's nothing. I don't want to like who's the Panthers' best player? I literally just asked this question. DJ, DJ Moore. That's it. That's okay. the, he's the answer. He but, went with um, Brian Burns, which I think is fair. That's also fair. I mean, there's a little bit more like tenure for DJ Moore, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, okay, I have every team in the division starting off one and one. You have everyone one and one, except for the reigning division <laughs> champions. Just to be very clear here. That is correct. Hey, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, so I got to stick with it. Uh, but let's move to week three. Okay. I have, so this um, is all division. This is going to be a great week on the wow. mixtape. Week three, we've got Cowboys at the Giants, and that's on Monday Night Football, so we'll have to wait a little bit for that. Uh, but then we've got the Eagles at Washington. So both the teams we cover on the road for divisional games. Um, so there can only be two winners here, um, and I have them as the two playoff games from last season. I think both Dallas and Philly get those wins on the road, and then I think the next week is like hell for Carson Wentz. Having lost to the Eagles at home, and like by this point i've got the commanders uh at one and two so there's the chatter of like oh man we made a mistake blah 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 etc mm-hmm. etc i can't believe the nfl didn't put the first eagles washington game in philly like that's a big mistake right like, like what are you doing like the, all the, like, we'll the intrigue there. about carson wentz's return to lincoln financial field like how would you spoil that there's gonna be a bunch of eagle sands at fedex field because there always are but i think that they made a mistake there um, I have the Cowboys getting their first win of the season here because they always beat the Giants. And I have the Eagles winning this game as well because it's in Mar- Maryland, Landover, Maryland. But there, again, there will be a lot of Philly fans there. And I think the Eagles will have juice for that game. As much as Carson Wentz might want revenge, I don't think he's going to get it here. So I have the Eagles at 2-1 and one and every other NFC East team at 1-2. and two. Of course you do. I have, for what it's worth, the Cowboys and Eagles both at two and one at this point, just for all of our listeners to remember who was a little bit more realistic. Um, Okay, so let's move on then. Um, Week four, Dallas has Washington at home. Um, That's a that's a win. I mean, I'm you know, right. We can agree with this. By the way, that was the first week that we agreed 100 percent, although it was kind of an easy one because really only two games. Um, So I have Dallas beating Washington at home. I have Philly beating Jacksonville at home in Doug Peterson's return. Um, yep. I have obviously Washington losing at Dallas and I have the Giants beating the Chicago Bears. They're in the running for a worst team in the NFL, too. Um, I know Justin Fields, maybe not somebody that qualifies as redeeming, but also more upside than anything that the Panthers have to offer. Yeah, and Justin Fields definitely has a higher ceiling than Sam Darnold and anyone could agree with that. Um, yeah, so I have the Cowboys winning here. I do think it'll be a little bit, it could be a little bit of a feisty game, but um, oh I have. I don't know Cowboys why I agree to do this. This is getting two and two. Uh, I have the Eagles winning as well. I think uh, kind of a little bit, uh, you know, of an interesting return with the only Super Bowl winning head coach in Eagles history coming back to Philly. But the Jags are still pretty bad. Do you think? Do you think he takes a picture in front of the statue, like with the Jaguars? Like I, I, I could see he... that being that could be like a viral moment, or maybe not him, but like somebody affiliated no. with the Jaguars. Somebody does that. Like I could totally see that happening. Maybe someone, but not definitely not Doug. Isn't I don't it think... amazing, by the way, that I just realized that both people associated with that statue ended up in Jacksonville, literally in their first place away from Philly. Yeah, it is, and also just like the fact that there's a statue of them and <laughs> they're not here anymore. <laughs> like there's very shortly after, just very, it's strange, and it kind of. This is a bigger topic for another time, but like it kind of takes some of the wind out of the sails, I guess, for like a Super Bowl win. Because it's not like, hey, we won the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes, who we won the Super Bowl with, and Andy Reid are still here and we have them for years to come. It's like they're already gone. 
I've said this to you many times before, and I, I'm serious about it. Like, the Eagles won the Super Bowl in the worst way possible. Like, the worst way that you could win. Like, it, the, the least amount of that. joy you could obtain from winning a Super Bowl is what happened to the Eagles. Well, long term, so. yes. Not in the moment. Yeah. Sure, sure. Like, the, the moment, the night, like, the offseason was great, but, like, the yeah. lasting effect of it was literally the worst possible thing it could be. But that's, mm-hmm. a, again, maybe a diff- another offseason show. But, um, so, okay, the Giants and Bears, you have who winning? So, yeah, so I have the Bears getting their uh, – or, sorry, the Giants getting their second win, advancing to 2-2. Two and two. Okay, so I've got the Giants at 2-2. Two and two. I've got the Commanders at 1-3, and three, so we both have them there, right? Yep. And we both have the Eagles at 3-1. and one. The only place we differ is I have the Cowboys at 3-1. and one, You have them at 2-2, two and two, right? Yeah, and for okay. the listener, like, if you're losing track of this, we will recap, obviously, the end of the season right. here, the standings. So, there you go. Um, okay, so week five, um, Cowboys are at Los Angeles. The Rams, same building, Rams on the Super Bowl. That's a loss for Dallas, uh, whatever. I actually have this as a clean sweep of losses for the NFC wow. East in week five, BLG. Uh, Eagles losing at Arizona. NFC East kind of week. <laughs> <laughs> the commanders losing uh at home to the titans and the giants losing to the packers like i think this is this might be like consensus the most difficult week for the division as a whole across the whole season hmm. i will take the commanders to beat the titans not super believing in tennessee right now i think that's a it's a toss-up of a game um i think i do have the eagles losing to the cardinals even though it's significant that the eagles will be getting arizona without deandre hopkins which is kind of a big deal because um, he will be suspended for that game. And I'm not really the biggest believer in Cliff and Kyler, although I will say the Cardinals tend to play their better football beginning of the year as opposed to late in the season when they kind of collapse. So uh, I give the Cardinals an edge here. And then I have the Giants. I have the, the Cowboys losing to the Rams as well. And I have the Giants, uh, yeah, losing to the Packers. For so sure. you, the only one you have is the Commanders beating the Titans. Correct. One quick question uh, on the Titans. So the Giants play them in week one. The Commanders play them in week five. The Eagles play them in week 13. And the Cowboys play them in week 17. Is it possible? Like, I think the most likely team to face Malik Willis is Dallas because they face them the the latest. But is it possible that Philly faces Malik Willis in week 13? Uh, Possible. Sure. When is the Titans by? Do we know when that is? Let's take a quick Um, look at that because then that could always be a determination of when they will swap out their starting quarterback. I'm pulling this up. The Titans have their bye in week uh week 6. Okay. So So right right after the Washington game. So maybe to your point, Washington beats them and they're like, "Oh, this sucks. We're on a bye. Let's get Ryan Tannehill out of here and Malik Willis in." Woo! And then their next game, ooh, I don't know because their next Yeah, it's a four- after that, it's Indy, so division game at Houston, division game at Kansas City, uh, which is and then Denver. So you got four really tough games. Ah, uh, maybe not. Um, that's tough. Yeah, tough to it, think. Maybe, maybe it's after they play. They visit Green Bay in Week yeah, Eleven, that's and that's a thir- that's a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. So maybe like the little mini buy is uh, when they decide to do it. But okay, yeah. uh, so Week Six, ooh, Dallas at Philly. They wow. gave us the game early in the season, so it would have legitimate merit i do think it's important to note um that and this will make you feel great dallas gets their trips to new york and philadelphia out of the way like by mid-october so like Hmm. two of their more notoriously colder environments they have to visit and they won't be cold at all this season um which is just you know an interesting subplot um so dallas at philly uh, washington at chicago and new york at home against the ravens i have two teams in the division getting wins this particular week i have the commanders winning at chicago which bums me out from Matt Eberflus, and I have the Dallas Cowboys beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I just don't think you can give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt when it comes to playing the Cowboys, especially Jalen Hurts specifically. Like, look at that. Like, Jalen Hurts has played the Cowboys, what, twice? And what Three, was the result of both of those uh, games? Yeah, twice. Yeah. But, but he did play a little bit, right, in the second game in 2020? Yeah, no, he started that game in 2020. That's that's, that's right. So, three, so and that was that was Hurts Dalton. So that's then that and they got the Eagles got blasted in that game. Yeah, they and got blasted. And then so they when he played last right, year, right, right, right. He didn't play. I got you. My bad. Yeah, he I didn't got play in week 18 because that mm-hmm. was yeah meaningless. Um, but yeah, so two Jalen Hurts starts against the Cowboys, and both of them have been blowout losses. Not not to say it's literally all of his fault and only his fault, but the point is it's like definitely some his fault. It's definitely some of his fault. <laughs> he's had some of his very worst games against them and that's not a benefit of the doubt thing it's like show me jalen hurts that you can beat the eagles top not even just beat them but like hang with them he hasn't to this point so i don't know how you can just have supreme confidence that he's going to 
Uh, okay, so then we agree there. Um, I have Washington winning in Chicago and New York losing to Baltimore. Correct. Okay. Um, so then let's move to week seven where the Eagles are on by, uh, mm-hmm. man, it's going to be, just got to lick your wounds from a loss of the Cowboys well, over the bye. I will note too about the Eagles by kind of not ideal necessarily because they are also coming off of Thursday night football, um, a couple weeks later. So like their rest is kind of a little bit too close together. It's not spread out. Like mm. players would probably prefer that it's more spread out. I get it's what like you're saying. Buy, and then so they're they by. Cu- they come out of the bye and play on a Sunday against the Steelers and right. then literally the next Thursday. So yeah. they come they come out of the bye only to play two games in five days or whatever it is. So the point is their bye and their mini bye are very close together. And I don't I don't think that's ideal. Right. Okay. So well, T's and peace. But uh Cowboys have the Lions at home, easy dub, Eagles on bye, Commanders uh, have the Packers at home, loss in my mind, and the Giants in Jacksonville. I gave that to New York. Yeah, so the Cowboys beating the Lions. I have Washington. Who are they playing here? The Packers. That's a loss yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. It's, it's at home, but I don't think Carson Wentz going up against Aaron Rodgers. And then, yeah, the Giants have the Jags. Ooh. Yep. Uh, the Tom Coughlin Bowl. I'll actually take the Jags to win that. Ooh, I gave I that to the eight. Giants. I think I'm a little bit more generous to every team here, just again for the listener to note. But he owns the Giants. Uh, yeah, but does do the Jaguars? I mean, <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, well, let's move on because uh, we we'll recap it at the end, like PLG said. Week eight, Cowboys have the Bears at home. Um, the Eagles have the Steelers at home. The Commanders have the Colts on the road, and the Giants have the Seahawks on the road. I'd like to hear your picks first before I give you mine. Give the Cowboys a win over the Bears because. Why not? Why, so why we both that? agree here, by the way, that's a three win stretch. So like three weeks and the Cowboys have their bye after that. So they're riding into the bye on a three game winning streak. That is correct. The commanders are going to lose to the Colts. Of course they are. It's in Indianapolis. I wonder how Colts fans will react to Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know if there's the same level of vitriol for oh, him. There is. And yeah. Chris, so Chris Ballard has ensured that there's a level of vitriol. That's true. But I don't like Indy. I just don't know. Like, you know, Indy maybe being a little bit more of a forgiving market. That's, I I was going to totally agree with you. Like, is Indy like a market that acts scorned like ever? Like, like they're just, you know, I'm I'm not saying they're soft, but like they're just like, you know, generally polite. There's, I I can't really like imagine them like cursing. You know what I mean? But whatever. They'll be booing. Of course they will. But, um, Um, okay. And then, okay. So, uh, Giants at Seahawks. Let's hear that one first. Okay. So, Giants at Seahawks. Oh, (laughs) what a, what an ugly game. I'll give the Giants they, a win. They won their last trip there with Colt McCoy. Yeah, and I, Drew Locke is terrible. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather bet on Daniel Jones than Drew Locke. Um, yeah, what about so BLG, the, the Keystone Bowl? The Steelers have not won in Philly since like 1966 or something. Uh, you, do you know Jeff Hartman from Behind the Steel Curtain? Of course RJ? I do. So Jeff will... Jeff will tell you the Steelers are not winning this game because they never <laughs> win when they go to Philly. So I will take the Eagles to beat what could be a little bit of homecoming for Kenny Pickett, um, who is from like uh, South Jersey and grew up as an Eagles fan. Um, but the Eagles will beat the Steelers because they always do. I can't wait for the where, whatever network this is on for their pregame show to do the like predictable low hanging fruit thing and be like, you know, once upon a time, these franchises had to merge. And they were the Steagles back. Like, okay, thank you, thank you so much for the history lesson. Nobody knows that. Uh, really great job by you. I, Brandon, have this week. This is week eight to be very clear here. So appropriately, Ocho as a clean sweep for the NFC East. Cowboys dub, Eagles oh. dub, Commanders dub, which I'll talk about in a second, and Giants dub. Again, Giants winning in Seattle. Seattle's a dumpster fire. I'm. I mean, I think we're all kind of waiting to be like proven wrong on Kenny Pickett. And if we are, cool, whatever. But I'm not. I'm not believing it. Um, again, the Bears for the Cowboys, but the first real, of course, of course, Carson Wentz is going to go back to Indianapolis and Carson Wentz. I want to be very clear that I'm talking just about the fallout with Indianapolis has done nothing wrong. Like Carson has been the adult, I think between him and the Colt, hear me out. Just as far as the breakup with Indianapolis is concerned, I realize there is a, an incredible past of uh, childish and immature behavior on Carson's part. So I'm not in any way exonerating that. 
But as far as the breakup between he and the Colts are concerned, Carson has has done the right thing. He has just shut up and kept quiet. And what can he say? What can he well, possibly say? But well, he hasn't he, he hasn't trashed the franchise the way that the franchise has trashed him. Yeah, you like have no legs to stand on there. Just, I don't think that's even, true at all. I think he would say like I didn't throw a ton of interceptions last year. Like the defense folded and collapsed at certain points. Like, but he has. I I give him. Not credit, but I I don't take away credit from him the way I take away from Chris Ballard. And th- this is this is Carson's one moment. Like th- this is going to be 2017 Wentz. This like this is going to be an amazing Carson Wentz moment. And I will in a very small way enjoy it because this is Chris. This this is going to be the egg on Chris Ballard's face. He has done nothing but not just trash. I mean, but like openly trash and like just like. I'm talking like the gross trash in the in the deepest part of the trash can, like bake on top of Carson all offseason long. And Carson is going to come to town in Indianapolis and embarrass him. And then he's going to have to talk and be like, you know, well, you know, he's a great player. And, and we knew that and we just it was in our best interest to move on and blah, blah, blah. Now, nah, this is this is Carson's moment. And I'm a firm believer in that. Isn't it crazy how. Like, there are all these kind of, like, revenge game opportunities for Carson Wentz on the schedule. Like, that doesn't always happen with, like, the player, especially in a different conference. Like, he's being traded to a different conference, and the Eagles just so happen to play, or the the commanders just so happen to play the one that the uh, the NFC East gets. Like, that's pretty, that's, it's a mighty coincidence that this happened. It's and, amazing uh, that he has three revenge games that are all, like, revenge opportunities within the span of the last two years. Like, and it's not just, like, it's not just and like he moved on, but it's like, but it's like the yeah. the breakup was so bad that that revenge is a necess- like a, a like obtainable thing. You know what I mean? Like it's whatever. Like Nick Foles, also- like Nick Foles isn't getting revenge on the the Bears. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that right. bad of a breakup. But also like it's revenge for both sides. It's not even just like hey mm-hmm. we moved on, but it's also like the teams who are kind of have a bad taste in their mouth too and would like to beat him probably. I, I know you don't want to pick Carson, but don't you agree that like Chris Ballard is writing a lot of checks here? Like he he is. Sure. He is really like, and again, the, the like what he told Mike Florio, like, oh, you know, even if if we'd won that game, like Car- Carson Carson sucked, like I, we we were gonna move on anyway, like you know, and, yes, and it's like I mean, more than one thing can be true. I think Ballard has you know gone overboard in a lot of ways, in in a way, in every know. way. Chris Ballard hasn't answered for any of the sins of the Indianapolis right. Colts. It's everybody's also, fault. Like he is that is such that is massive loser energy. MLE. Sure, I'm I'm not gonna defend Chris Ballard, but I'm also not gonna defend Carson Wentz at all. I'm, I have to defend Carson Wentz like as a result of Chris Ballard's stupidness is really the point I'm at. Let's move on. Uh, week nine, Cowboys run by. The Eagles are in Houston. Easy dub. Uh, the Commanders have the Vikings. And Carson coming off his high will lose. And that's it. Giants have their bye as well. Carson versus Kirk. Wow. And a little bit of revenge game for Kirk. Not that they haven't already played. But... Um... Yeah, I guess I'm gonna take the Vikings in that game. That drops the Commanders to three and six for me. Wow. So hold uh, up at that. Yeah, I have them at three and six at that point too. So the Giants, they get who? They get they're on uh, a bye. They're on the bye as well. Okay, so yeah, I have the Eagles winning and the, the Commanders losing. So we again are, are complete in simpatico that week. Cowboys come out of their bye. BLG to visit the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Um, <laughs> Mike McCarthy, speaking of revenge, Mike McCarthy's revenge game, it's just a little bit worth mentioning because, look, we're both interested by, like, the quirks of the schedule. The Cowboys coming off their bye and the Packers coming off three straight road games before this Mm. game. Although the week before is the Lions, so not really, like, a difficult thing. But two weeks before is the Bills. Uh, But anyway, um, I've got the Cowboys losing. I'm not going to pretend that, you know, this is a win for them. I mean... It's it's tough. I mean, owns them. right. Um, so I've got Dallas losing at Lambeau. I have um, the Giants winning against the Texans at home. Are you with me there? The Giants winning against the Texans. Yeah. Uh, this is week ten, by the way, for everyone. No, I have the Giants losing. Okay, so the other game here is the Philadelphia Eagles hosting Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and the Commanders. And again, of course. Carson is going to come. Car- Carson's going to his two best games this year are going to be at Indianapolis and at Philly. That's it. Like those are going to be his his he two bright shining moments. Performs well under pressure when <laughs> all the pressure is on him. Yeah. I again like this will be the the and I, here's like a sub prediction like relative to our our business. This will be the most downloaded episode of BGN Radio of the year <laughs> after year. A, after Carson Wentz goes to Philadelphia and wins. 
I cannot wait. I cannot wait to look through the replies on the BGN Radio Twitter account that are like, what are your three words or whatever uh, to describe the loss? It will be, it will just be like, it will be so therapeutic after the Cowboys have lost to the Packers. I do think the Eagles in Washington split. I do think, and I don't even think it's necessarily like, it, it's going to be one of two things. I said this on BGN Radio. Wentz is going to have like an amazing game, four touchdowns, whatever, or he's going to have like, so Donovan McNabb, got his revenge against the Eagles when he completed like eight of 13 passes. Yeah, back. yeah I like, could totally see that. I could see like, like or he's going to have like, he's going to have like an 80 yard touchdown. That's like a dump off to like Antonio right. Gibson who just like takes it to the house or something. Like it's good. But, and like, it will look so much friendlier than it actually was. And yeah. Washington will have like two pick sixes or something that will just right. like, but it's, it's like a gaslighting thing. It's like, of course, they never should have traded. Never should have gotten. Oh, it's, 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 talking it's, about it didn't even play well. It's uh, inevitable. And um, I like Jimmy's prediction for this game. Jimmy had uh, the Washington winning, but Taylor Heineke is the one who leads them to victory because Carson Wentz is hurt at this point. That would be so funny. Um, but uh, well, not funny if he's hurt, but it'd be funnier if he got benched and ta- like, and they were down ten or something, and Taylor Heineke came in and won. Um, I think Eagles fans would almost enjoy that more than a, a win. You know, <laughs> uh, but disagree. Okay. So uh, to some degree, we both have them losing. Uh, but anyway, uh, we move on to week 11. Uh, I have Dallas winning at Minnesota, kind of like the season opener. This is their, their first two games wow. after the bye. I've Down got them. Kirk. Well, I've so Kirk has lost to the Cowboys at home last year. Uh, the, well, the last two years. Um, and so uh, he actually has lost at home to two non-Dak Prescott quarterbacks for the Cowboys. He lost at home to Andy Dalton in 2020. And then he lost at home to uh, Be- uh, Cooper Rush last year. By the way, I don't know if you know this. The last three Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks to start and win games all got their first win as Cowboys quarterbacks on the road against Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cooper Rush and Andy Dalton, uh, Andy Dalton's first registered win as the starter was that game in Minnesota. And Dak Prescott's first ever career win was on the road against Kirk's Washington team back in 2016. So if you're a... Night, a uh, no, that was a, a Sunday afternoon um, oh, that, okay. in 2016. But um, but anyway, so big mistake by you. But I've got the Cowboys winning there. I, my point is, I think they go one and one. I think they split the Packers-Vikings games. Little subplot. I know the bye breaks it up. Cowboys play the whole NFC North straight up. Lions, Bears, uh, Packers, Vikings. But So I think they split those two. Uh, I've got the Eagles uh, winning in Indianapolis. Nick Sirianni's revenge. Um, yep. I have the... I have the Commanders losing at home to the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions uh, 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 lo- winning at New York. That's what I have. Uh, what did you say about Dak and his like the? So I'm thinking of the 2016 season where they played the Vikings on Thursday Night Football and won. That was not Kirk though. That was oh, okay. uh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like the last three Cowboys quarterbacks, their first wins in their careers were on the road against a team that Kirk Cousins was playing for. Mm-hmm. And you um, love Kirk. Interesting. Um, all right. How do you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but you think he's good. <laughs> um, okay, so I have the Cowboys beating the Vikings for sure. So I, I have agree. the Commanders beating the Texans at this point. I've got them, I've got them losing, right? Okay. And then I have the Eagles beating the Colts, yes. I'm and with you. I have the... Uh, Giants losing to the Lions. I have the Lions sweeping the NFC East except for the Cowboys. Wow. I have um I have them beating the Giants and uh that's it. I have them almost getting swept. I think their only win comes against the the Giants. Okay. So, okay. Um, week 12, which is Week 12 week. speaking of the Giants. Cow- this is Thanksgiving. Cowboys Giants on Thanksgiving. I am obligated, Brandon, to tell you that the last time the Cowboys hosted the Giants on Thanksgiving Day, they won the Super Bowl. Wow. Just, these are facts. Uh, Cowboys have the Giants. Cannot wait to see Daniel Jones. Um, you know how it is, like, the, you know, commercial break in the middle of the second quarter where he's, like, with his family. He's like, happy Thanksgiving from the Jones family. Like, <laughs> it will be the most, like, boring thing of all time. Uh, but I've got the Cowboys winning um, on Thanksgiving Day. I have the Eagles winning against the Green Bay Packers um, that week. I have hey, the Commanders Eagle. beating the Atlanta Falcons, and obviously I have the uh, the Giants losing in Dallas. Why do you have the Eagles beating the Packers? 
it will happen. Like, I mean, it will it, happen. That's your reasoning. Well, I mean, they they sneaky. What like in my mind, I always think of was it week seventeen or I'm not week seven, uh, 2017, that Super Bowl season. Like, er, wasn't it early in the year the the Eagles went to Lambeau and like almost won? It was or, 20, it, uh, 19. Okay, but it was it was really like a really close game, right? Like they almost won, uh, and it was I think it was Thursday night football. Am I right yep. in that? Um, yeah, the Eagles so were like, running the ball a lot in that game. I think that they just like they'll play them tough. I mean, like, and the Packers are going to take a step back. They're not just going to sweep this division. Like, I think the Eagles, you know, Eagles get some weird wins sometimes. I think this is a, a Philly win. Uh, it's just tough for me to look at how uh, Jonathan Gannon's defenses did against good quarterbacks last year. Allowed five passers. Uh, to complete 80% of their passes. And you look at the Eagles secondary right now, and it's Darius Slay, who's coming off a Pro Bowl season. Okay, great. He's on the wrong side of 30. And the Eagles' other starter at cornerback right now is, I don't know. And their starting safeties are Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris. So I think Aaron Rodgers, even not having Devontae Adams, will be able to do some damage against that secondary. So it's tough for me to give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt there. So I actually have them losing that one. I have the Cowboys winning, obviously, against the Giants on Turkey Day. And then I have the Washington Commanders beating the Falcons, who they're right down there, too, when we're talking about worst teams in the league. I mean, what do the Falcons have going for them? Um, I will say that this is the week I'm most looking forward to, obviously. I mean, Thanksgiving is always fun, but uh, Thanksgiving this year is my son's first birthday. He was born the day before Thanksgiving last year, as you recall. And um, look... I love our son. Like, I, obviously, like everything about it was awesome, but um, it kind of wrecked my ability to eat Thanksgiving dinner. So, like, I, I did not. My wife. Well, I mean, like, she gave birth, so like, yeah, she know. had a. You had a really hard. You right, <laughs> but like, um, she gave birth. So, I mean, like, there was a, a large investment on her part, but she did get Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Um, she she got Thanksgiving dinner. They the hospital served it to her. Like, I mean, it was like their cafeteria, whatever. Do you know what I ate for dinner on Thanksgiving this year? yeah or last year uh fat burger it was uh burger king and it was, oh, was awful it was what so you get from burger king? it was uh i got like a burger and fries obviously and then i thought that the chicken fries would be good you know what i'm talking about they're like they're like chicken tender yeah. shaped like fries it just, but it none of it hit like it was such mm-hmm. a like crazy chaotic like energy few days that like you know nothing was like my body wasn't absorbing anything so it just like wasn't a good meal um so I'm very, very, very excited for Thanksgiving dinner this coming year. I think Burger King is a high variance, like based on location. I think some some locations are much better than others. I think that's really well said. Like it's it's definitely a hit or miss, um, but that was a big miss. So, yep. okay. Uh, Dallas does not play on the Thursday after Thanksgiving, BLG. And normally when they do not play on the Thursday after Thanksgiving, they get a Saturday game later in the season, but they have a second Thursday game. So we'll get to that, obviously, in a little bit. Uh, but the Cowboys uh, will be at home. They have three home games in a row, three-game homestand against the Indianapolis Colts in Week 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to come back to this one. I have the Eagles losing to the Titans in this game. Obviously, if Malik Willis is the starter, though, I'm – reserve the right to change my prediction um and then i have the giants beating the commanders at home that week um i'd like to hear your thoughts on those first give the cowboys a win over the colts um just because you hate chris ballard so much i guess i have washington i'm gonna have them split a little spoiler here with the giants um and then I have the Eagles beating the Titans. I think that's one of the games with the least amount of juice on the Eagles entire schedule. I know there's the whole AJ Brown thing, but like I don't that doesn't seem super relevant to me from the Eagles side. Like it's not like it was it was such a like amicable split up that it's like there's no Well Eagles fans don't like hate Titans fans either. Like it's like, oh wow, AJ's who, who do Titans fans hate? Like who is tight like who do the Titans have a beef with? Like I guess the Colts, but like outside of their division. Do, um, is there like is, I'm asking this like we're both NFL fans. Like, is there any AFC South like rivalry that like you are like whole like yes, can't wait to watch this? Cause like, you know, Chiefs and Chargers are playing, we're all about it, right? Like yeah. Packers and Vikings are playing. We're all about it, right? Uh, Bengals and Steelers, Ravens and Steelers. We're all about it. I mean, even like Bills, Patriots, even like you know Jets, Patriots to a certain degree. There's nothing in the AFC South that like gets me pumped. No, definitely not. Especially um, now. So speaking of, um, on the subject of, of course, I have the Cowboys losing to the Indianapolis Colts because mm. only I have properly hated on the Colts this offseason at the SB Nation NFL show. Nobody else, none of my colleagues uh, here at SB Nation have done that except for me. Um, and I have I have made it a point to, you know, hold the Colts accountable. And I've got them losing 
obviously, right. to Carson Wentz. I've got them losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, they, my Cowboys are going to make me look bad. Like, of course, the, the Colts are going to, like, live up to the, like, badness. The from last year. Right, exactly. Like they are the the Colts are going to like put egg on my face. That's mm-hmm. that's the of so course. Just this one on the Broncos all season long, and then they beat the Cowboys. Exactly. Yeah. This, this one's all about me. Um, I I have made this bed. Um, and so the Cowboys are going to force me to lie in it. So, um, okay. Cowboys is into the Colts. I think that's fair. But okay, let's move on. Uh, week fourteen, Cowboys win against their little brothers, the Houston Texans, and I have the. Uh, by the way, the Commanders are on their bye. I have the Eagles winning at New York. Speaking of revenge, where they lost yep. last year. Yeah, so I have the Cowboys at nine and four at this point. Commanders at seven and seven. Eagles at eight and five. Giants at four and nine. So I have the Eagles beating the Giants. The Commanders uh, winning against who do they play? I lost track here. Uh, the, I, I said I already already said I had them splitting with the Giants. So there you go. So and hold I, up, records. Let's let's do a record check in. Yeah. I have, I do have the Cowboys at nine and four. You have the yep. Eagles at what? Eight and five. Uh, um, I have them at eight and five as well. And okay, the Commanders. No. Yeah, I have the Commanders at seven and seven. I have them at five wins at this point, mm-hmm. um, at their bye. And the Giants, after the loss of the Eagles, you have how many wins? Four and nine. I have them at six wins. So I'm a little. So our kind of like biggest variance here is I'm more Giants, you're more Commanders, seemingly. Well, you did have the Giants winning the NFC. So interesting how you're going to get them up to above the Eagles and Cowboys the rest Week of the Week 15, way. welcome to deep December. I have the Cowboys uh, winning in Duval County. It's Dallas's first trip to Jacksonville since 2006, BLG. Fun fact for you, uh, and really, this is the official player of the NFC's mixtape. That was T.O.'s debut with the Dallas Cowboys last time they visited uh, Jacksonville. But So that's their 10th win of the season, right? We agree you have them winning? Nope. I have Dougie P coming oh my through gosh. and upsetting. I can see it. I can see Doug Peterson doing a big oh my gosh. for the Eagles and beating the Cowboys. Trevor Lawrence um, is going to go off. Boom. The um, Philadelphia Eagles, I have winning at Chicago. Although, if there's an of course lurking for you, like like your version of the Colts and Broncos, it's Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That's that's a fair point. Um, um, he sucks, so. um, okay, so I have... I have the Giants, excuse me, the Cowboys and Eagles winning, and I have the Giants winning against the Commanders. This is, a, by the way, I mentioned this to you before we recorded. The Commanders play the Giants in back-to-back games. They mm-hmm. they do have the bye week that sandwiches them, so it's giant. It's at Giants yeah. by Giants at home for the Commanders. But that's stupid. Uh, well, the NFL did improve off of last year's like NFC East Mageddon, um, but uh, this is lame. But I have the Giants with you. I'm along with you. I have them sweeping that that series. So yeah. I yes. Wait, I no wait, you have the Giants being swept or sweeping? I have the Giants sweeping. So you have the commander sweeping? Oh, so we have different brooms here. Oh. We're we're like um we're like Obi-Wan and Anakin, but our lightsabers are brooms. That's what's going mm. on here. Okay. Who is who? Are you Obi-Wan or Anakin? Uh I think you're definitely Anakin. Like you're definitely Vader in this situation. I do have a Darth Vader costume. I know. Uh, it's, it's on his gram at Brandon Gunn. But anyway, um, okay, let's move on. Week 16. Uh, we'll come to Cowboys, uh, Eagles in a moment, but uh, Commanders at San Francisco. I don't know what to make of the 49ers. I really I know. don't. It's tough. Uh, I'll take the, the Commanders to lose. Me too. Uh, again, like I'm, I don't know what to make of San Francisco, but I'm, I'll just, I'll trust them more. Um, and New York at Minnesota. I will take the Vikings to win. Me too. So we're on the same page here. We both have Commanders and Giants losses, which brings us to Philly at Dallas in December. Ah, uh, We both have Dallas winning the earlier matchup in the season. I have Dallas, speaking of brooms, sweeping them yet again. I do in my predictions that I made, but I don't want to do that again here. <laughs> and I want to I want to change it this time. Uh, Eagles did famously beat the Cowboys with Jeff Garcia at the helm on Christmas. This is Christmas Eve. Uh, I can't this is, bet. This is, by the way, a big win for us, like mm-hmm. Brandon and RJ, because this game is Christmas Eve, so we get to spend Christmas with our families, and it's a Saturday. So we get like a sun. That's always the best, when you, when like you get a Sunday to enjoy what's happening around the NFL. Well, I mean, most of the games are going to be on Saturday anyway. Still, though, though you, it's, you still get Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm glad it's not on Christmas itself. Yes, I will take that. Uh, I will take the Eagles to win here. Mm, so you already countering your own self. Interesting. Yeah. I don't um, 
I'm doing it anyway. Okay, so uh, week 17, Dallas playing. Um, this is another holiday lurking. Um, Christmas Day is on a Sunday this year, which means that New Year's Day is also on a Sunday next year. Um, and so, uh, but Dallas visits Tennessee on Thursday Night Football. So once again, shout out to me. I get mm-hmm. to enjoy New Year's Eve with my family. But um, I have Dallas losing to Tennessee. Ooh, um, I'll take the Cowboys I mean, to win. I'm I'm not like saying like oh the Titans are like rough and tough and scary but like there is like you have you know they're gonna look every team's gonna lose games you know what I mean like so Titans are again the Malik Willis factor could change things uh, but I have Dallas losing I have Philly winning at home against the New Orleans Saints um, yep. the Commanders play the Cleveland Browns at home and um, I don't think we really want to give much time to the Browns but. I think we assume that Deshaun Watson will be playing by the end at the very least, right. which um, which is why I have the Browns winning and sure. I have the Giants uh, losing to the Indianapolis Colts as well. Yeah, same. Um, okay, so then that takes us to week 18. Uh, once again, the NFC East Bowl. Um, we've got Philly hosting the Giants at home and Dallas on the road at Washington. Who wins those two games? I will take the... Mm, I'll take Washington to win. <laughs> one of them which drops the cowboys down to 10 and 7 for me i believe and then i'm gonna have the i can't take the eagles to split against the giants i know the giants have beaten them the giants are just really bad um so i'll take the eagles to win getting to 12 and 5 and then that puts the giants at 4 and 13 um i have the cowboys and eagles winning once again my blg's prediction this whole exercise was super slanted against the cowboys mine was really straight and fair and down the middle just so all of our listeners are well aware Um, you know i'm not buying the cowboys though like i'm i think they're taking like the losses you have are so stupid and weird like you think they'll beat the titans but lose to the commanders like what's that like i mean you know make it make sense Um, lions let's um let's put this all together um, we will go in ascending order from last year's division standings. The New York Giants you have finishing where? Four and thirteen. I have them finishing seven and ten, which I think we both agree would be a very good first season for Brian Dable. Realistically, the best they can do. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the Commanders you have finishing at eight and nine, right in the I've, middle. I've got them five and eleven. I am not a believer, and I think it's Ron Rivera's last year there, and they're back at the well of head coaches yet again in two thousand twenty-three. I think that's a little too low on Wentz because I think he does offer some kind of very mediocre middling kind of platform. And so does Ron Rivera. Mm, I think that the words you said are stupid. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, I have finishing at 11 and six. So never let it be said that RJ is just a hater. The schedule is so easy for them that, yep. and, and like we, for the questions like, that remain about them being able to beat good teams, we saw last year that they very much were able to take care of bad quarterbacks slash bad teams. And I think they got better. So I think they're going to be able to do that again. So I have them at 11-6 in my real projection too. But somehow I ended up with 12-5 and five here. To that point, these are these are the quarterbacks I have the Eagles beating. And you know I, I like to look at things that way. We talked about it last week. But these are the quarterbacks I have them winning against. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and in order, obviously. Uh, Trevor yep. Lawrence, who is still sort of an unwritten book. Uh, Kenny Pickett, or Mitchell Trubisky, whatever. Uh, Davis Mills. Matt Ryan, who I think is washed, Aaron Rodgers, and fine, like maybe it's not Aaron Rodgers, maybe it's Wednesday other time, whatever. Um, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Jameis Winston, and Daniel Jones. Like those are all very, very winnable quarterbacks to play. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Cowboys, I have finishing at twelve and five, um, yep. and you have them at ten and, and seven. seven. So, um, yeah, easy schedule for this whole group, which is why you've got a lot of wins happening around here. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, whose prediction do you agree with the most? BLG is on Twitter at Brandon Gowden. I am on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. Um, more thing I want us to do, RJ. Oh, oh no. So the Eagles happen to have a first round pick from the New Orleans Saints next year. Will you entertain me and run through the Saints schedule real quick and see okay. how many wins slash losses we can come up with them? All right, you ready okay. to do it? Okay, right. so, um, okay, go for it. At Falcons. That's a win. For the, I'm, I'm talking like from the perspective of the Saints. That's a win. Okay, yeah. Versus the Bucks. L- loss. Although they do own nah, the Bucks. I think they'll split, but they'll lose right. that one. All right. Yeah, it's in Tampa. Uh at Carolina. Win. Versus the Vikings. Loss. Versus the Seahawks. Win. Versus the Bengals. Loss. Versus at the Cardinals. I think that's a like they they'll have some like toss up games. So I'll give that mm-hmm. to them. Okay. 
then versus the Raiders. Another toss up, so they'll lose. Like I think they'll split okay. those kind of games. Uh, versus the Ravens. Loss. Ravens are coming for that one seed. I should mention, by the way, that other Cowboys game that I had the Eagles winning. It's the third straight road game, so that's why I don't feel good about them actually winning that. <laughs> uh, it's tough. Okay, so we have the uh, Saints at four wins so far. Then they're in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Win. Okay. Versus the Rams. Loss. At the 49ers. Uh, I think they win that game because I, th- I think that's the point where like people are like really chirping about Kyle Shanahan. Like, there's yeah. problems there. Then you have them beating the Bucks because you said they're going to split. Mm-hmm. That thing's Tampa either way. Uh, versus the Falcons. Win. And I think, like, so their the buy, buy is in the middle of that. So that's a four-week yeah. stretch. Well, they'll have won three games in a row. So I think that's the point where every Eagles fan is like, this pick is going to be terrible. Like, everyone's, like, doubting Howie, even though he's, like, amazing at this. But go ahead. Okay. Then that brings us to at Cleveland. Loss. At Philly. Doesn't already, really matter, right? Like, so, but, um, yeah, I think that's and a loss for them. Versus Carolina. Win. Okay, so you have them getting to nine wins, which if that were uh, in like, the, so teams that finished with nine wins in the 2022 NFL draft were the Dolphins at nine and eight. Ironic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles pick, yeah, the Eagles own that. And also the Indianapolis Colts. Amazing, amazing. And the Chargers at number uh, 17, and then the Eagles at nine and eight at number 18, who made the playoffs. I think um, if you wind well, up with like a, like a top, 17 16 15 pick though i think that's a success oh sure yeah i think you do that no yeah that was that's like it, it's not like the eagles only made that trade because they thought the saints would be like right. you know a top a bottom a top five pick like, a bottom team i think i think what happened with the giants and the bears like feeds unrealistic expectations like it, like it, yeah. you never like you never trade for something and then like wind up with a top five pick like, that's just so rare yeah right exactly like it's so, like it takes a like incredible like sequence of events that just are ext- extremely unlikely so right yeah russell wasn't having his first below nine win season right. ever <laughs> and getting <laughs> games for the first time ever yeah right the bears are the bears so, i mean that's kind of what it is but right. um okay well job well done by us congratulations to us um yeah anything else you want to say blg um no listen to bgn radio because i have a restaurant take that is coming up. It's, it's, it's Philly specific, so maybe you know. Mm. Be, although, if you're, let's say, you're a Cowboys fan and you're traveling to Philly for a game this year, then you tune in because it's, it could be a good recommendation. All right, Brandon, let's get out of here. The final two words belong to you. Make them great. F you pay me. 